they are not bad or broken. And there are hundreds of thousands of successful people thriving in their lives, thanks to, not despite, their ADHD. The most successful ADHDers in the world see ADHD as a superpower. This podcast, ADHD Power, is my attempt to document the many failures and lessons I've learned on my journey of living a high-performance life with ADHD. My hope is that you use these lessons to increase your productivity and maybe someday soon turn your ADHD into a valuable asset in your life. Please share and enjoy. So hey ADHD high performers, if you are new here, I'm Nicola, I'm an ADHD high performance coach, master student and podcaster. And in today's episode, I want to share with you the core idea of four posts I published on my Instagram. By the way, I publish on my Instagram seven days per week posts about ADHD, high performance and productivity, and you will find the link to my profile in the episode description. Now, these four texts or posts I will share with you provide success principles, explanations for the lack of positive results, and an idea of where to start if you are completely overwhelmed as someone with ADHD. So let's jump right into it. Post number one. Losers focus on winners. Winners focus on winning. Does not matter how unfair life is with ADHD. Where your focus goes, your energy flows. Question. What can you do today to put yourself in the best possible position for tomorrow? Think bigger. This is your life. And please... Always remember that people with ADHD, and here a quote of Shankman, they are not bad or broken, and there are hundreds of thousands of successful people thriving in their lives, thanks to, not despite their ADHD. Please always remember that. So that was the first post. Let's recap short what I just shared with you. The first point is where your focus goes, your energy flows. That's something what I experienced that always when I focus on good things in my life, things that I have an impact on, I feel way better. And things where I don't have an impact on, I try not to focus on too much. So then the question is on what I exactly have an impact. For instance, how I work, with what kind of structure, do I do a planning or do I do monotasking? All those things are under my control, whereas things that are outside of my control, for example, the news... I try not to focus on stuff like that because I felt not so good reading all the time the news in the past. So I don't know when ago, maybe three, four or five years ago, I completely stopped reading the news because when I focus on stuff like that, I'm not feeling good. I'm feeling not so happy. Whereas on the flip side, if I focus on positive things in my life or I tackle the challenges in my life, that's what I have under my control. So where you focus on, your energy flows. And then... Also, the question I ask you is, what can you do today to put yourself in the best possible position for tomorrow? This question may help you a little bit to see each day as a new opportunity for growth, for changing something. Yeah, your last day could be, can be really difficult. Maybe you procrastinate, but every day is a new opportunity to get a little bit better and One takeaway from the book, James Clear, that really helped me on my journey is to understand that, okay, we don't need to change 
everything from today to tomorrow. We can start with small improvements. We can focus on one major thing and make their incremental improvements. And if you do them over an extended period of time, the benefits can start to compound, exponentially increase basically of the benefits. And also maybe one thing, lastly, that's what I want to mention in regard to that post is loser focus on winners and winners focus on winning. With that, what I realized on my journey and my opinion about that changed a little bit over time, but currently it is like that. I believe that it is really valuable to learn from more successful people to a certain degree to compare yourself in a healthy manner, but not to focus solely or only on them, like what they everything have and what I don't. Because of that, I say losers focus on winners. And what is way more important in the end is to, to learn from those successful, wonderful people and then try to focus on actual winning. So not that it is like you are jealous or you have envy on other people for people like um, you think, oh, they had so great success. Why I am not successful? I always try to approach that with a growth mindset and say, oh, really interesting what this person did to live, for instance, a good life, a productive life. What can I learn from that person? So in a productive manner, basically, and not that unhealthy, toxic comparing, like you have more than me. That's what I try to not do, basically. And winner focus on winning. With that, really what I said is, uh, or what I mean is try to try building up your own system for success. That's what I started to do on my journey is I learned that, okay, my name is Nicola and I need to figure out some solutions for my unique situation. And uh, there is no one-size-fits-all solution. Therefore, I need to build up my own system. Systems like deep work, yeah? systems like my plan for the day, systems like my second brain productivity system, like with Evernote, that note-taking app, or my task management system and calendar, etc. Or on the other hand, a habit system, yeah, to work out consistently, to eat healthy, to take cold showers, because I realized they have, those habits have a tremendous impact on the ADHD symptoms. Okay, so long story short, losers focus on winners, winners focus on winning. That was the first post. Now let's move on to post number two. Mediocrity is when you're comfortable with who you are and your life circumstances, but you're comfortable enough to stay in it. So with that, I simply mean that the cost of staying the same is not high enough. On the other side, the cost of change is way higher. So if you start changing that, you say, okay, the cost basically of staying the same is way too high. And therefore, I want to change. That was one takeaway for me, if that makes sense. So mediocrity is when you're comfortable with who you are and your life circumstances, but you're comfortable enough to stay in it. So you don't have that incentive to change something. And it's like when you, when you live in fear because you're scared it won't be perfect. And ADHD procrastination and perfectionism stem from some sort of fear. You're scared of what others would think of you. What would happen if you made a mistake? That's why many of us with ADHD, we have midlife crisis. They wonder what they have been doing their entire life. Don't let that happen. A high-performance life with ADHD is to act regardless of fear, reach your highest potential and do what excites you. That was post number two with some comments already. But point here is simply to understand that, okay, 
or what helped me in my case that I realized the cost of staying the same was way too high. And I understand the costs of actual change were, was lower. And therefore, I started to change something in my life back in 2019 when I got my ADHD diagnosis. And also around that same time, I told myself, hey, now I need to get my act together. Really, I need to make a change because that's not really helpful. I want to be successful in life and I can't continue how I'm continuing now. And that's something so really to set myself up to understand that, okay, the cost of saying the same is way too high. Therefore, I should change. The costs of actual change are way lower. Then another thing I mentioned is ADHD procrastination, perfectionism that can stem from, yeah, we, we are scared. We, are, we have a certain anxiety, fear of something, of maybe we want to do the perfect thing. But one thing that really helped me on my journey is to do a lot of imperfect actions, to take action, although they are not 100% perfect. And I'm not saying we shouldn't do a good work, yeah, quality work. I'm actually a huge supporter of that, that we should invest time, do a good thing, because ultimately, if we invest a little bit more time than others on certain things, we can produce something really of high value. So, but this principle of aiming sometimes for good enough or imperfect action is interesting. Sometimes it leads to the best results, because I remove a little bit that pressure. But please don't use it as an excuse to say, I don't need to do good work. It can sometimes just help you to focus on the most important things. It's like a little bit with the 80-20 principle to ask yourself, okay, which 20% of things I can do have the biggest impact? Yeah. To It's like when you, I'm currently doing my master's degree and I realized that sometimes when I learn for a particular exam, only few core concepts are highly, highly relevant. And if you understand those, they lead to 80% of the learn uh, of the output in the end at the exam. Therefore, it's really important to understand those core concepts and everything else you I can also learn and I will learn, but I focus first on the most important things. And Another thing is things hold us back because we think about other people's opinion. And what I try to do in my life is simply, and that's also maybe a cool thing with ADHD. Many of us with ADHD, we are pretty, a little bit more unconventional. I see that as a positive thing, like we have this innovative thinking. And I believe it's also a valuable thing because we don't need to do what everybody else is doing. We can think for ourselves and come up with our own conclusions. Yeah, And one conclusion, for instance, in my life was simply to understand that, okay, I work best with deep work and shallow work sessions. That was, for instance, one thing. I don't need to do that multitasking yeah, with my phone next to me. And of course, that it's not so unconventional, but sometimes simply thinking a little bit beyond the, how you say, a little bit go further and uh, think for yourself. That is what really helped me. And sometimes also to question maybe social norms, if they really are a good fit for myself and derive my own conclusions and not being scared of what other people think. Like in sense of, I give you an example. I was now one um, five month and five and a half month roughly in the US. I was doing an internship. That was a wonderful time. I'm highly grateful for it. And during that time, now I had was really strict with my sleep schedule. I woke up in 4.30, went to sleep around 8.30 to 9 o'clock p.m. And of course, not everybody on this world understands this um, level of 
discipline. But for me, that's I'm feeling really good at that. So we don't. Uh, what I try to try to say is we don't need to be scared what other people think. Oh, you are doing that or that or that. Sometimes what I realize is some people who maybe don't have the same ambitions like you. If they give you advice, they don't want, and that's what I learned from Alex Ramosi, they don't want the best version of you. They want the version that best fits them. So they want to see you how they would like to see you. And I actually try to do the, my own thing in the end, not to be scared of what other will, people will think about me then. All right. And lastly, I share with you a high performance life with ADHD is to act regardless of fear, reach your highest potential and do what excites you. The first thing, act regardless of fear. With that, I simply mean to to take actions, of course, to face your fears, to confront yourself with them, but don't don't do nothing. That's, I guess, what, what was for me to understand. That's the worst I can do if I don't do nothing. I need to do something to get better. Yeah. And by the way, I just mentioned a high performance life with ADHD. High performance, actually many high performers have ADHD and it is definitely possible. And I, with this podcast, I of course, hopefully can contribute a little bit to, to help you to live a good life, a high performance life with ADHD. So let nobody tell you that it is not possible with ADHD to live a successful and high performance life. I also mentioned before, reach your highest potential. For me, it's always important to have an aim in life. And it's not easy all the time, but I need to know where I want to go to have like a, something like a life mission, a life vision that fuels my brain each morning with motivation when I wake up, that gets myself to wake up. And for instance, today I woke up in 4 a.m. to record for you guys this podcast because later I have a flight and I, I'm committed to show up and do the consistent work to provide value to you guys. And I want to live up to my full potential also in regards to see what happens if I do this podcast consistently for the next years. yeah. Although it's now four in the morning. Actually, I really like to wake up early. So it's, and I went early to sleep, obviously. So it's not that big of a thing, but just that you understand that to live up to your high potential, to live up or to reach your highest potential is such a wonderful thing. And I'm by no means at my full potential. I try always to aim for that. Yeah. So uh, aim in life is, I guess, really important. And also, lastly, do what excites you. With that, I simply mean finding something that brings you joy in life. And from my point of view, it's sometimes really hard to find that because a lot of people speak nowadays about finding your passion. But I see that a little bit different. It's not that you find your passion. I believe you create your passion. And that's what I learned from Cole Newport and Alex Ramosi. So I will explain. In the beginning, when you start an endeavor, like you start, let's say, playing the piano, you suck most likely. You are not so good. And therefore, it's at that moment, maybe not your passion because it's pretty hard. It sucks to learn all those different combinations. You get the gist. But the cool thing is if you do it a half year or one year or two years, all of a sudden you become better, better and better. And now it can become your passion. Because you have this positive feedback. It's like, let's do another example in entrepreneurship. You, in the beginning, you suck at sales. And now it's the question, how can sales become your passion if you suck at it? Yeah, you get in the reps, you continue. And maybe after two years, you start, oh, actually, it's really a lot of fun. Yeah. So it's 
I wouldn't say you find immediately your passion or that's what I experienced. I created my passion through actually doing. Example, my first podcast, Catch the Zenith, it's a German podcast about productivity, health, business learning, published there 89 episodes. And there, I just started with something. And in this process of starting a podcast and publishing consistent episodes, I really started enjoying this process. And I really started to love doing that. Like, I love doing this new podcast here, ADHD Power. Actually, it's not anymore so new. Uh, but the point is, I created my passion through consistent action. And that's what ultimately helped me. So that was the second post. Now let's move on to the third post. Nicola, I'm so overwhelmed. Where do I start? The answer, you start with your identity. What is identity? Here a quote from James Clear. The word identity was originally derived from the Latin words essentitas, which means being, and identitem, which means repeatedly. Your identity is literally your repeated beingness. The cool thing, our identity can be changed whenever. For most people, who they are is just who they happen to become because of their experiences and environment. Once you realize you have control over who you become, you've won. Get clear on exactly who you want to be and make one small change every day to become that person. A few years ago, I knew exactly where I wanted to be in life. I began to understand the root problem, who I am and who I want to become. Understand that if you cannot shift your mentality identity, everything else fails. No productivity system, business idea or anything you see on social media, online or anywhere will help you, at least long term. If you want to change your fruits, change your roots. Real quick ADHD high performers, you may know that we don't run any ads to grow this podcast, so the only ask that I have for you is that you help me spread the word to help more working professionals and entrepreneurs with ADHD overcome procrastination, be more productive, have their life in order and use their superpower to make the world a better place. And the only way we do that is if you could rate, review and share this podcast. So the single thing that I ask you to do is just leave a review that takes you 10 seconds or one time with your thumb. That would mean a lot to me and more importantly, it may change someone else's world. Okay, so what I just shared with you is simply if you're completely overwhelmed, the question is always where do we start? And we could get become technical and think about, okay, we need to break down tasks and all that kind of stuff. That's good. Great. Absolutely. I think it's important. But what I realized is the first step in order to make a big change in my life was simply to understand I first need to clarify which person I want to become, I wish to become. And in my case, for instance, it was a pro consistent, productive person. Or in the health habits sphere, it was, I want to be a healthy and athletic person. The cool thing is then I started to prove myself that I am actually that kind of person with small wins. When I worked out or when I ate a healthy meal or when I took a cold shower or when I didn't binge eat or when I was out with friends eating somewhere and I still ate healthy, those were all small wins and they started to compound and that's the cool thing. And I prove myself, hey, I am actually that kind of person who does that kind of things. And if you are now overwhelmed, you currently have maybe this identity of an overwhelmed person. 
And that's okay. The cool thing is you can change yourself. Really important. Always, for me, it's really important always to, or at least I try to approach those challenges with a growth mindset. See it as an opportunity to grow. Hey, I'm currently overwhelmed. That's a good opportunity to learn, to become better, to become the best version of myself. Okay, that's the first thing. Now, what I'm saying is then, okay, what kind of person you wish to become now? Okay, we could say instead of overwhelmed, that is your old identity. You could say, I want to become a consistent, productive person. And then you start to prove you to yourself that with small wins, like, okay, oh, before starting to work, I made a short plan. I wrote down the bullet points, some tasks I want to tackle step by step. Or I joined a learning class or I joined a group where my behavior is already new normal and we had a good work session. That could be a win. Or I, in general, I'm more working with deep work and shallow work sessions. Or I created, set up my first part of my productivity system, my note-taking app, or my task management system. What I'm simply saying is, okay, you take small actions, you prove yourself that you are that kind of person who is consistent, productive with your tools, with your way of working. Like, hey, I show up today, I show up tomorrow and so on and you continue. And although if it's only 20 minutes, you still are reinforcing that identity. That's the point. It's, it's like if you start really small, let's do a, an example, like you start learning five minutes or working five minutes and you increase that gradually step by step, you have this positive reinforcement, you become better, better and better at it. And I remember a cool example of the book um, from the book Atomic Habits, one guy, he wanted to work out consistently and lose weight. And I'm hugely paraphrasing, but point is, he started, I guess, with just going to the gym, showing up and going home. That's all it was dressing his sport clothes, going to the gym and going home. He didn't work out. And then at one point he started to actually do five minutes and 10 minutes and then 20 minutes, something like that it was. But point is he started small and he started to reinforce that identity of somebody who is um, healthy, who does sport, etc. And the same you can apply to overwhelm. You start to prove yourself, yeah, hey, today I did 20 minutes and I created a plan. And then you say the next day I will do 30 minutes. But maybe in your case, it could be first one entire week, you are doing 10 minutes each day, 10 minutes. That's totally fine. Everybody's a little bit at a different level. Some people are starting at two hours per day. Some people are working way more, obviously. Point is simply, you make it easy. You are not anymore so overwhelmed and you start creating this momentum. You start reinforcing your new identity. And one major takeaway, again, of this whole identity thing is if you want to change your fruits, change your roots, always start with the core. This is your identity and everything else will work way better if you have clarity what kind of person you wish to become, clarity of the person you want to be. When you have that clarified, you can simply write it on a piece of paper in your note-taking system. Hey, I want to be that kind of person and put it somewhere visible and each day you look at it. So, with that, um, if you write it in your note-taking system, it's not so obvious. So therefore, you can write it on a whiteboard, for instance. You write a person and each day you watch it. and You prove to yourself that you are that kind of person. Okay, that was post number three. And now post number four, just one more. One more rep, one more push, one more day, one more hour, one more day. Just push yourself 1% more than you did yesterday. 
I love that one. <laughs> Main takeaway from this short post is always a little bit more. Example, I just finished my second internship. It was in, in uh, Utah, Salt Lake City. At Stadler Rail, it was a great, great experience, really grateful for it, as I said before. And uh, one one principle I had there, and also my previous internship, is when I deliver a project, so give you an example. When I say I will deliver this project on Friday, I already deliver always a day before minimum, plus an additional thing. So one thing more. It can be a really small thing but I always deliver a little bit more, a bonus, so to speak. And that is, again, the same principle, a little bit more, one more thing. And we are speaking here out of the perspective, or I'm speaking out of the perspective of absolute high performance. I want to, put, to perform high. And that's what I'm doing in my internships. When I, in general work, I try to deliver that thing, what I promised. So if I say I will do it, I will deliver. And I deliver earlier and a little bit more. And it doesn't need to be so, so much more. Just a little bit like, oh, I did here a little bit of research. Or I record the screen recording video explaining um, my PowerPoint slide deck. I did that actually in my internship. So sm small bonuses, but it is a bonus and that is important. You want to deliver more than you promised. And this one more thing, one just one more, I also apply that to when it comes to working out. Back in the day, I used to do 50 push-ups nowadays I do 51 one more <laughs> and I also do that when I train in general like I have in my first set 20 reps then 18 then 16 then 14 and on the last one I do a little bit more that's stuck with me in my head just do a little bit more and it shouldn't like not in an obsessive manner just to have this mindset of I'm not feeling good with average. I want to deliver more. For me, that's the life I want to live, to live an intensive life and to do always a little bit more, which is sometimes can be hard. But ultimately, that makes life for me really, really interesting and creates a challenge out of that. So that was the fourth both. And now let's do a quick rundown of what I just shared with you. Key takeaway from post number one. Losers focus on winners. Winners focus on winning. Takeaway from post two. Mediocrity is when you are uncomfortable with who you are and your life circumstances, but you're comfortable enough to stay in it. Takeaway from post three. Want to change your life? Start first with your identity. Takeaway from post four. Always one more. All right, guys. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. Wish you all guys a wonderful week. Bye-bye.